Hello, thank you for tuning in. You are listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. For network or show information, visit byteradio.me or call 843-808-0777. And now, the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Today, my special guest is Dr. Melanie Dean. She is author of The Hidden Power of Emotions, How to Activate Your Energy Field and Transform Your Life. Most of us focus on thinking positively to create what we really want in life. But science shows it's actually our feelings that matter most. In her relatable and engaging way, psychologist and researcher Dr. Melanie Dean explains not just what to do to shift your emotions and focus your energy to attract the people, things, and opportunities you want most in life, but also how and why it works. Dr. Dean is a psychologist with a background in science and business who has spent her career helping people um, with helping people work with their thoughts and feelings to achieve their own personal goals. For more information, you can visit her website, which is www.melaniedean.com, and that's M-E-L-A-N-I-E-D-E-A-N.com. So I'd like to welcome to the show Dr. Dean. Hello. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, Robert. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me on your show with your listeners. Thank you so much. It, it's my pleasure, and that is pleasure is one of those positive emotions <laughs> that I am yes. <laughs> to, be, to be experiencing at the moment. So, well, I'm really looking forward to, to today's show and, and talking about your work and, and your book. Um, and, uh, you know, because I've, I've always been fascinated with the science behind um, some things that used to be kind of hard to measure. So, but anyway, let's first start with um, the the book, Hidden Power of Emotions. It's the culmination of 10 years of your research in, in psychology, uh, molecular physics, and quantum physics. So um, why publish now? What, what, what inspired you to put this out there now? Oh, it's such a good question. Um, I'm so happy to actually share with your listeners um, how their energy works and why It is that clearly knowing what you want and paying attention to your intuitive guidance is scientifically real and powerful. Um, And before I dive into the answer to your question about why now, why did I publish it now, and how did that come about, I wanted to just ask you, Robert, I imagine you've already felt this in your life, experienced it, and I imagine your listeners have too. So think about, I imagine you can think about a time in your life in which you really felt in the pocket. You kind of felt uh, your mojo going, you had your, you felt synced up, you felt in the zone, you felt like things were happening in your life that were the way you wanted them to happen. You had moments of inspiration and you felt like you knew what was yours to do to make it happen and you kind of felt on fire about all that. Have you had times in your life like that? I have, and, and there were far too few. <laughs> could always have more, <laughs> but uh, 
Yes, yes, I, yes. Those are uh, experiences I can relate to. Yes, so it's, I imagine that um, most every listener also has had those experiences and also has experienced the flip side of that, like the downside when you like are out of that pocket and out of sync and things are not going the way that you want them to go. And you probably are wondering like, well, how do I get back to that good place, right, that good feeling? Um, so I imagine you've also experienced that uh, downturn, yes? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, a lot of times I, I look at it as the flow, whether I'm going with the flow of life or, or kind of, you know, in the, you know, going against the, the flow or, or contrary to or not even in the flow. Yes, yes, I love that word. I like that description, being in the flow or not in the flow. And that's kind of what led me to write this book and start my 10 years of research into the question about why sometimes are we really in the flow and getting what we want out of life and making life work for us, and why sometimes are we out of that flow? Is there something scientifically real about that flow? And can we make it work for us when we want to? So those were all the questions that led me to my research. And I first experienced the big question about is this scientifically real energy. When I experienced the up, you know, the being in the flow, being in my synced up, charged up mojo, and things were going along great. And I had a publishing business at the time that was rocking and rolling. And I, though, was missing out on a lot of time with my young children. And I decided, you know, this is more than I want to do. I would really like to sell my business so that I can have more time with my young children. So I focused on that in my quiet time every day. I focused on... Uh, selling my business, even though I had no idea how to go about doing that. And I focused even on the exact amount of money I wanted for my business. I had worked the business for 15 years. It was a good business, and it had good value. Well, I had no idea how to go about all this, but in my quiet time, there it was, my desire, my calm, clear, quiet wish for myself, which was to sell the business and have a certain amount of money in the bank. And I paid attention along the way to uh, what felt right to do, my gut as well as my knowing, my inspirational guidance. And all of a sudden, one thing led to another, and the business is selling. And it sold, and it was sold easily, and the exact amount of money I wanted was in the bank. So I then wondered well, was something scientifically real happening that I got what I focused upon? Is our focus, our desires, what we really want, what we spend our quiet time envisioning for ourselves, you know, is that real energy? So I set out to find out if there was something real about that. Could I repeat it again if I wanted to for future successes? Um, could other people do it? So while I was deciding to investigate that, and I'm kind of a sciencey, nerdy person, so I dove into <laughs> quantum physics and molecular physics and particle physics and, you know, all kinds of uh, 
uh, neurophysiology and neurobiology and molecular biology and all kinds of sciences. And while I was doing that with this question about whether my real or whether my energy was real about what my focus and want mm -hmm. was, I then experienced the downside where it certainly wasn't working for me. My brother came down with a fatal illness, and that broke my mm -hmm. heart. And, of course, I didn't want him to die, right? Who wants their loved one mm -hmm. to die? Right. And right. so how, if I have this real energy, I was coming in my research to understand that this energy of what we desire and our intuitive guidance is very real, scientifically real. And yet, it doesn't always work. So after 10 years of research, I put the pieces together about what the energy is made of, why it's scientifically real and powerful, how it works, why sometimes it doesn't work, and how you can use it to really create everything in life that you want. So that's the culmination of all of that that's in my book, The Hidden Power of Emotions. So that's how that came to be. That was a very long answer to your question, Robert, and I'm sorry about that. <laughs> no, not at all. As a matter of fact, you covered many topics that I would have asked you about, <laughs> you know, had you not. So you just saved me a whole lot of time. But, um, yeah, you know, it's, I, I, I think the interesting part as we go through today's conversation, will be the recognition of uh, um, the, re uh, the reasoning behind why sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Um, or at least I'm particularly interested in that. So now, yes. Um, when we, one of the things that uh, you know, part part of your the subtitle of your book is how to activate your energy field in transforming your life. And now I know that. Um, you know, you believe that, you know, kind of we're living in a world of constant energy. So can you tell us a little bit about, um, from your perspective, energy and, and, and that, in particular, that energy field you're talking about, how we could activate? Well, we're all living in this shared energy field, whether we realize it or not. Um, there is energy that is at work and at play in our lives, and we share it back and forth with others, and we interact with it in our environment. So a simple way to just know that that's true is thinking about the oxygen that you breathe. So you don't see the oxygen, and yet you rely upon it for staying alive. Uh, the oxygen is used to fill the air in your tires that drive down the road. When you breathe that oxygen in, you are also, whether you know it or not, you're breathing in a gas called argon gas, and that gas is shared in our environmental shared field for forever. We've been sharing that argon gas and trading it back and forth for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. <laughs> So, you know, people have called this field that we share, they've called it many things, they've called it the ether, they've called it biofield, they've called it zero-point field, they call it quantum field, they call it, I think they pronounce it chi, Q-I. Um, so mm -hmm. there's many names that, that um, scientists and philosophers have described this shared energy field. So it's not new. 
that we live in a shared energy field. What might be new for your listeners is to know that our emotions are the activation for interacting with this field at a quantum physics level. So I won't get into the details of quantum physics, but I will get into the details of how we activate the energy that we want working for us in this field and how come we interact in order to get the guidance that's scientifically real at a quantum physics level, the guidance that we need to, to create in our life what we want. So I know that's a tall order. <laughs> yeah, that's okay, that's okay. No, I, I was going to say one, one of the things, and you, you were talking about, you know, the emotions is, is, uh, is there, one of the things you talk about in your book and, and, and on your website is um, energy waves. That, um, so is, is this what you're talking about, what we, um, that, that energy field, how, how do energy waves differ from an energy field? Um, very good question. The energy waves are replete within the field. So the field is full of energy waves. Um, our emotions are made up of energy waves. So our emotions are made up of all the same elements that are full of subatomic quantum energy waves, these same things that we are already familiar with that make up everything in the universe. So you've heard of nitrogen, oxygen, mm -hmm. hydrogen, and so those are the elements. And then you have, a, you've probably heard of sulfur. You know how that is, if stinky eggs put off sulfur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, mm -hmm. so our emotions are not stinky. I'm not saying that. But there are some elements of sulfur <laughs> in the molecule of our emotion. Right. So every emotion right. has a molecule that our, your body creates. Whenever you have an emotion, your body creates a molecule that has subatomic quantum waves of energy inside the tiniest parts of those molecules. And each emotion has a unique pattern to its wave. So let's go back and look at that claim I made at the beginning of our talk, which is that one of the most powerful emotions you have is your calm, clear knowing, your desire for what it is that you want, this calm, clear, peaceful knowing for what you want. Now, the energy wave that that emotion puts out, the pattern that that looks like, it's a real pattern operating at 300 quadrillion waves per second, that pattern has very smooth, evenly spaced, calm, peaceful, almost you might describe it as a serene wave pattern. So that wave pattern is more powerful. Some emotions are more powerful than other emotions. That wave pattern with calm, smooth, evenly spaced waves, kind of, you know, you can imagine a peaceful mm -hmm. wave flowing along. That's the flow you were talking about. That is 10 times, vibrates 10 times higher and is three times more powerful than the emotions of mm. fear, anxiety, worry, anger, sharpness. Those 
emotions have a very chaotic, unpredictable, sharp, and jagged wave pattern. And the reason why they're less powerful, so let's see, that wave pattern can be measured at 0.05 decibel per hertz versus 10 times higher frequency of 0.55 decibel per hertz of the calm, smooth, evenly spaced waves of emotion for knowing what you really want. And the reason why that more vibrates higher and is three times more powerful than the sharp, jagged, chaotic, angry, bitter, frustrated, worried, anxious energy is because your small, your smooth, calm, even, hopeful waves of knowing what you want, that emotion molecule can easily sync up. The waves of that energy can easily sync up with other similar waves. And that's where its power comes in. When the sync happens with similar waves of energy getting into sync together, meaning their highs are going up at the same time and their lows are going down at the same mm -hmm. time, and they're flowing together. When they flow together, they share encoded information based on quantum physics rules. They share encoded information and they become a single unit, a very powerful flowing unit that becomes, instead of multiple waves of energy, they bond together sharing encoded information and they become like one great big wave, which is why they're more powerful. Wow. Um, yeah, I was actually thinking literally about waves, you know, smaller waves kind of combining to create a really big wave. Um, yes, but it, yes. It's, now, now, so the one, one question now um, with, you know, I understand the idea of the even flow type kind of being a more powerful and, and the idea of syncing up with others that may be more chaotic. Now, does uh -huh. the smooth become more chaotic or does it, is there a meeting point where it's kind of like we have a best of both in a way? So are, are you asking about if you're feeling chaotic and you transform that into uh, smooth, uh, more powerful waves. Is that what you're asking about? Okay. Well, well I, will, what I, will, I, was, I was trying to visualize the, um, like the two ways, you know, because when you were mentioning, you know, the power of the, I'll just call it the smooth wave and the chaotic wave, the, the power of the smooth uh -huh. wave being, um, you know, multiple times more powerful. And then we've, we've yes. got the chaotic, which, which aren't, or, or the negative, you know, however, but I mean, you've yes. got that, the rough wave. Um, yeah. So, yes, yes. Um, to synchronize, um, I wouldn't say to, to synchronize, to come into synchronicity, um, is it um, visually how does, how does that happen? You know what I'm saying? I mean, does it, does oh, okay. uh, chaotic become more, more flat? I mean, kind of in, in synchronized there or, or, in, or you come together and, and the chaotic comes down a lot and the, and the smooth kind of goes up a little bit. Does that make sense? I think it does. And so I will describe that the each, remember that each time you feel an emotion within yourself, 
it creates okay. molecules that create waves and the wave patterns are right. different for the different emotions. So your power in being able to have your smooth, even waves of calmly and clearly knowing what you want, and in a minute right. I'll describe why those are powerful for your intuitive guidance as well. But to get those waves to be powerful, you need to sustain them. So focus on them for, you know, a few seconds to a minute or two or more in order for multiple waves to come into sync together. They can easily sync together because their wave pattern is even and predictable. You can get, if, if you want to have more um, frustration, worry, fear, and anger <laughs> in your life that has the sharp, jagged wave pattern, you can do that, but it's harder. Yeah. You have to concentrate longer and really concentrate on that to get that to come into sync because the wave pattern is very unpredictable. It's sharp and jagged, right. and it cannot easily sync with similar other waves. Okay, great. Yeah, that. That answers my question. Oh, okay. So now, um, is the idea now that recognizing that you know we have um, different molecules or um, being created by various emotions is is our? I guess in order to activate this energy field, is it um, do is it the our ability to, I wouldn't say control, but maybe guide our emotions, that would be the yes. way to activate? Yes, absolutely. So, you know, really the power that you have, I'll share with you kind of the three main steps for activating and using your power. And it's in step one is in giving yourself some quiet time every day to shift your emotions from a focus of what you don't want to a focus of what you do want. So in step one, you want to be aware of what is it you're feeling, and most, mostly when you are experiencing something in your life that you don't want, you're going to have those jagged, sharp, chaotic, and a wave um, energy pattern that goes with that, you're going to be worried about it, anxious about it, fearful about it, maybe angry, resentful. You're going to have a lot of those emotions going on with the focus of that which you don't want. So in your quiet time, use that opportunity when you are experiencing what you don't want to shift your emotions and allow yourself to ask yourself the question, well, what do I want instead? Now, in this step, you're not going to be focused on others like with your blaming and your complaining, um, or angry energy perhaps, or bitterness about what others have done, you're simply going to shift mm -hmm. to what is it that you want for yourself. So allow what you don't want to give you the clarity for what it is you do want. So that's step one, to allow that shift to take place, to shift your focus from what you don't to what you do. And step mm -hmm. two then in using your power, and, when, and let's see, in step one, let's just put a visual with that. In step one, imagine you have one smooth, calm, even wave uh, energy that's going with that. 
So you've identified what you want. That creates a smooth, calm, evenly spaced wave of energy within you. Now in step two, you want multiple of those waves to come together. So you want to give yourself a little bit of time with that what it is do you want. Maybe you're going to create a movie in your mind. You're going to envision it in your life, what it is you want. And you're going to feel. Spend a few moments, a few seconds, a couple of minutes to feel the hopefulness. You now know what you want, and that's hopeful in and of itself to have clarity on what you want. And to feel that, to feel the eagerness and the hopefulness of it. So you're going to envision now you have multiple of these smooth, calm, even waves of energy coming together and getting in sync. Now, before I get to step three, some people might say, and I've experienced this myself over and over again, I don't know what I want. So, you know, that's a tough one when you're in that space where you say, I don't know what I want. You can use your quiet time to have a desire to be clear on that. So you want that. You want that clarity. Well, that's your desire. So you can say, I want the clarity to feel peaceful and clear about what I want in my life on this subject matter. So then for your second step, you are going to envision yourself having that clarity, having that knowing, and feeling good about that. And those even smooth Daddy. waves will come together and sink. Yeah. Now, so I was then, going to say, one of the, one, I have one more question. One question. Now, Yes. In, in in gaining clarity, you know, of what it is you uh -huh. do want and what it is you don't want, um, what happens if you have dueling um, desire? Yes, oh, such a, that's great, because most of us do. We have several things that we want, and sometimes they feel in competition with one another. Like, if I want this yes. and I go after mm -hmm. this, then I have to give up the other one, Right. Mm -hmm. So, well, let's, no? Yeah, yeah, uh -huh. yeah. That or, or that. Okay. I, I really, I, I want to be famous, but I, you know, don't want to be famous. It's kind of thing, you know, that. Right. You want to be famous, but maybe you don't want all of the lifestyle or the work <laughs> or the headache that comes with that, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those cases where you do want it, but but there are things you don't want. You know, as part of it. So, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's basically conflicting desires. Yes, absolutely. That is just a wonderful example. I'm so glad that you brought that up because that leads us perfectly into the third step of working your power. So, again, let's go back to the visualization of these waves. And in step one, you created a wave for what it is that you want. In this case, let's use this example. You want to be famous, but you don't want to be famous because of the downsides, what you perceive as the downsides of that. You, you know, you don't want uh, yeah. whatever it is mm -hmm. that comes with that. So you have conflicting desires. So you uh, put forth a desire for clarity around this subject. So you, you say, okay, what do I focus upon that will really bring me the desires of my heart? So you don't want to experience the stuff that you don't want, but you do want to experience what you do want. So you need clarity. So in your quiet time every day, you're going to have a little bit of time, and you're going to say, I want clarity around this subject matter. You're going to 
use whatever method works for you to clear your mind, to calm your mind and calm your body, and allow yourself to envision that you are feeling calm and clear about what is yours to do around this desire to be famous. And you can feel the hopefulness and the eagerness of that. And at the same time, you're going to say, I'm going to have clarity about how to go about this in a way that works for me so that I feel happy and I feel joyful in this pursuit of mine. And so that's the vision you have. You allow yourself in that quiet time to even play a movie in your mind where you have, uh, you're famous in the way you want to be famous and you are in going about that in a way that feels joyful and happy to yourself. You feel eager about that. So now comes the powerful step three. So step three is that you pay attention to your intuitive guidance. So I will share that your intuitive guidance is real. You will recognize that when these waves of what you want, the calm, clear, smooth, eager waves of emotion that you have going on within yourself, when they sync with other similar waves, there is a, a boost of energy that you will recognize as your intuitive guidance that gives you the answers for how to go about achieving what you want, what is a match for that, and what isn't a match for that. So your intuitive guidance speaks to you in ways you're probably already familiar with. You'll see, feel a boost of recognition of, ah, oh, that's right for me. You'll feel a moment of inspiration um, where you'll say, oh, I hadn't thought about that before, you know, and you're thinking, oh, you feel excited about that idea. You'll feel a calm knowing within yourself when you get quiet within yourself and you ask your inner wise intuitive self, is this right for me? you will get clarity about whether that's a yes or a no. And in my book, I share lots of examples of how you can know when you're in touch with your intuitive guidance. Now, this guidance is scientifically real. This is what happens when your energy waves get connected with one another and they are in sync with one another with similar other energy waves, they receive a 4% or 400% spike in power when that connection happens for what it is that you are connecting to that is similar, that is in keeping, that's matching with what you want. So it's scientifically real, intuitive power. Uh, CEOs use it. They've done all kinds of studies with CEOs that say that the most uh, successful and profitable CEOs of corporations use their good experience and expertise and their intuition in making the decisions. And they have the highest company profits and the newest, most innovative products. So it's, uh, it's real. And um, you can use that then to get the answers that you need for which of your opportunities are going to be a match for you being famous and in a way that brings you joy and happiness? And which opportunities do you say no to because you may not know it, but those are going to create what you don't want, whether it was uh, too much work you didn't want or whatever it was you didn't want. So your intuitive guidance will give you the answers. You can practice using it and you can rely on it for everything you want 
when you get really clear about how you are in touch with your intuitive guidance, which is probably a little different than how I am and how some of your listeners are. We all right. are in touch mm-hmm. with our intuitive guidance a little differently. Absolutely, yeah. Well, we're going to uh, take a quick break here, Dr. Dean, and um, I do want to invite listeners, if you want to call in and ask any questions, you can call in at 619-789-4359. And for those listening in the chat room, if you have any questions for Dr. Dean, feel free to put them there. Um, And then when we come back from break, Dr. Dean, um, I want to uh, talk a little bit about – you have a podcast, and on your podcast, your first podcast had to do with disempowering should that shackle. <laughs> so uh, we're <laughs> talk about those, that, about those when we come back, okay? Yes, very good. Great, okay. Everyone stay tuned. We'll be right back after this brief break. Okay. Hello, this is Robert Sharp. I want to thank you for joining us and hope that you are enjoying today's show. Just a reminder that we have a wealth of information and resources available on our website, byteradio.me. There is a calendar of upcoming shows along with an archive link that will give you access to more than 1,400 shows we have had over the past nine years. Also on the site is a link to the products and services we provide, books, photography, a wellness store, and self-publishing assistance. Our show is a free podcast on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn. And you can subscribe for free on any of those platforms by using the links on our website homepage. We are on many social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, etc., and we also have buttons to those platforms at the top of our home page. Our website, byteradio.me, has much for you to explore and enjoy. I also very much appreciate you supporting our guests, and especially today's guest. And now, back to the show. Okay, everyone, thank you for staying with us. Again, today my special guest is Dr. Melanie Dean, and we are talking about her her work as well as her new book, The Hidden Power of Emotions, How to Activate Your Energy Field and Transform Your Life. Um, for more information, you can visit her website, which is www.melaniedean.com. And on the website, um, in addition to information about the book and about Dr. Dean, you can also listen to her podcast. And she has some uh, great podcasts for you to listen to. So with that, uh, we're back, Dr. Dean. Yes, glad to be back. Great. Thank you. Now, speaking of your podcast, um, uh, I listened to your first podcast, I mean, you have three podcasts up there that kind of select, and, and I thought, hmm, you know, if I want to kind of listen to one right before the show, what would that be? And, and it ended up being the, your very first podcast, which was talking about um, shoulds, you know, the shoulds of our life and, and about disempowering, shackling the the disempowering should. So, boy. Um, yes. Hello. <laughs> To talk, to talk to us about that, because I think right now there are a whole lot of shoulds going on. 
<laughs> I would agree there are a whole lot of shoulds going on. And yet, at the same time, I also want to acknowledge that most all of us are in this um, opening up phase. We've been probably mm -hmm. shackled with shoulds and the shoulds about what other people should be doing or should have done, perhaps what we should have done. And we're really in this opportunity now where lots of people are opening up and they're kind of reclaiming their life. You know, the pandemic is coming to a close and people are feeling some eagerness and hopefulness for what it is that they want next in their life. So what a great opportunity to transform that shackling energy of the shoulds into clarity and the power for what it is you want to create next in your life. So remember before the break, and we talked about the wave pattern of different emotions and mm -hmm. shoulds, you know, shoulds are – how would you describe the feelings associated when you feel like you should have done something different or you feel that somebody else should have done something different? Well, I, I would think that it would tap into um, uh, guilt, um, maybe resentment, um, maybe um, uh, there's, I can't think of a positive. They're all the so negative ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I don't know. Can you think of a should, a happy should? Uh, you a know, happy I, should? I can't think of a happy should. <laughs> okay, okay. So they um, all, anyway, you know, you're right. Yeah. They, they all are the the uh, jagged, sharp, chaotic energy patterns because they're either focused on the blame of what somebody else you think should have done something different. And so that comes, you know, with anger or bitterness or resentment about what you think somebody else should have done differently. Or the should is related to yourself, and you mentioned guilt. So you beat yourself up. You feel badly about yourself. You feel angry towards yourself. You feel um, blame towards yourself instead of somebody else. So you internalize that. Now, it's interesting if you look at those shoulds as they relate internally to yourself and they relate externally to somebody else, it is still mm -hmm. a focus on another person. Because where did the should come from? You can easily understand that when you're focused on what you think somebody else should have done. That's external, another right. person, you understand that. So when you turn it inside and you're feeling badly about yourself, where did that come from? that came from a message from somebody else. If it didn't come from a message from somebody else and you just did something that you wish you hadn't done, you would have an easier time letting go of your disappointment in yourself. You could say, if you weren't shackled mm -hmm. with should and you did something you wish you hadn't done, you could acknowledge that within yourself and you can say, oh, I wish I wasn't in such a hurry. I wish I would have slowed down and paid attention to what this person was saying to me and I would have responded in a way that I felt better about. But when you're shackled with should, that same event where you were disappointed in yourself and can figure out a way to do it differently in the future, you can make that shift pretty easily. With being shackled with should, that shift doesn't come about very easily because you hear somebody else's voice in your head, perhaps a parent 
voice right. or wherever you got this uh, message that says, oh, you didn't slow down, you didn't pay attention, and you're selfish, and you're lazy, and you're just too much in a hurry, and, you know, whatever the (laughs) message is that got translated into some message inside of yourself that you're a terrible, horrible, no good, rotten, very bad person that gets associated with that should. So it's very then important to give yourself a little bit of time and a key question you can ask yourself that will help you release that and help you release the old messages about others and about yourself. But let's look at yourself first. So the key question that you can ask yourself is, did I intend to cause harm? Did I intend to have this bad outcome that I'm blaming myself for? And your answer is likely, no, you didn't intend that. Did you do something that brought about an outcome you didn't desire? Yes, you can own that. And you can spend your quiet time in asking what you want, which is, how can I do that differently in the future where I will feel better about myself? So that's a very empowering way to transform that should energy when you're turning it against yourself. You can do the same thing with others. You can let them off the hook. Perhaps they didn't intend for the outcome to happen the way it happened. Perhaps there's a collective group of people making a decision and nobody intended the decision to have the consequences it had that are affecting you. So you, your power is going to be in shifting away from the energy of resentment and blame and should angry energy towards others. And instead shifting it and saying, what is mine in this to do to shift it, to create something better in my life that I want How can I create what I want in my life? So taking your focus back to yourself. So those are the main ways you can transform those shackling shoulds into a more powerful Mm -hmm. energy within yourself. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and um, and it seems, um, you know, as you were talking um, through the the process, um, it seems that sometimes judgment, you know, judgment of others and judgment of self um, comes into play many times when it's when you have those shits. You know that there, there's yes. um, in, in, in releasing of judgment. You know, I think if we, I think it would make it easier if people were to um, to get through that process um, with um, yes, I recognizing really- yeah, yeah. I really agree with that. That's very crippling, um, the judgment toward ourselves and our judgment toward others. When we um, find a way to be kind to ourselves, and by that I mean be honest with yourself and yet um, kind. So people run away from the judgment uh, toward themselves. Like, you know, we mentioned you've got this perhaps blame or 
wishing you had done something different and you're just angry at yourself or resentful towards yourself? And how does that translate for most people when they run away from those uncomfortable feelings? They run away for, from those feelings into alcohol, into overeating, into perhaps overworking, or being so lethargic and depressed that they can't accomplish what they want to. So there's lots of ways people run away from those difficult feelings. And I will invite you in the audience to know that it's really not that difficult when you're honest with yourself to be honest with what it is that you did that you wish you hadn't done. We can all say, okay, gee, I wish I hadn't done that. I can dream up, I not dream up, I can identify it, many instances in which I wish <laughs> I hadn't done that. <laughs> and so when, yeah, when you, when you just own it and you say, I really wish I hadn't done that, then you will automatically feel within yourself the truth of that. And it loses its power. It loses its, uh, its shackle on you. It loses its binding on you. And you can more easily then ask yourself, in the future, if something similar comes up like that, how would I like to handle that differently? And you can take that desire into your quiet time and pay attention to your intuitive guidance for how you can do that differently. Now, it's when you've got judgment for others. So let's shift to when you have the judgment on <laughs> others. And that can be even more zingy, right? I mean, that can be pretty zingy. You can get pointy fingers about how somebody, oh, my gosh, they're just clueless <laughs> or they're selfish or they shouldn't have done that. And you can identify many instances in which you have right. pointy, jagged, sharp, chaotic feelings towards somebody else. Well, you can know and also take that into your intuitive guidance for how to transform that. So your desire might be, I would like to release that. That's your calm, clear wish for yourself. I would like to release that. So I had an example of that in my own life um, not too long ago. And my sister, one of my sisters, she and I have had a tumultuous relationship all of our lives but we had a particular time in which I felt like she was accusing me of things that weren't true, and I felt like she was blaming the family in general for things that weren't true, and she was doing this in a loud, uh, blaming, accusatory, angry manner that felt very zingy, and I got defensive, and so I said, that's not true, but I didn't <laughs> say that in a calm, clear, nice way. I said, that's not true, and I got upset, and so it it, it identified for me, I have work to do here. I haven't let go of my perceptions of my sister around this, and I haven't found a way yet to respond when she throws accusations like that at me. I haven't found a way yet to respond to that. So I took that into my quiet time, and I set my calm, clear wish for myself, which is how can I respond in the moment when I feel blamed and arrows are being shot at me is the way it feels, and how in a long-term way can I transform that so I don't feel this judgmental energy toward her. So in my quiet time, it was so interesting. You know, I got in clarity with what I wanted. I envisioned myself being calm and responding to my sister in the future, 
And I envisioned myself free from this judgmental series of thoughts that I had about my sister. And in my quiet time of listening to my intuitive guidance, you know, a memory came to me. So my, in this instance, my intuitive guidance came to me in a memory that I had not thought about in a very long time. And the memory was around the treatment that my sister had received from our parents that was different than what I received. She received some harsher, more difficult treatment and behaviors from them than what I received. So it helped me to just know that she comes about her opinions, which are different than my opinions. She comes about them because she has a different perspective. She has a different history. Mm-hmm. And who am I to judge that? You know, so it allowed me to release that. She and I have a different viewpoint on things that came about as a result of a different history that we have. And then all of a sudden I had this vision in my mind for how I could approach difficult conversations with her in the future and how I could be calmer and how I could be more kind in my response. So all that came about through setting my intention to release this judgmental energy that I had on my sister. So we can do that for any judgment that we have for others because our power is always going to be in transforming ourselves to be able to activate the calm, smooth, evenly spaced, predictable waves of energy that can sync us with what we really, truly desire in our lives. Yeah. How did your first, your next interaction with your sister, um, I would think that you may have been accused after that realization, maybe? Oh, yes. Yes, yes, I was. And it was just so interesting that I had this calm response. And I, I had promised myself that I was going, that my intuitive guidance had given me a vision mm-hmm. for being able to ask her a question. And that bought me mm-hmm. time to allow myself to get calmer and to understand her a little bit better. So I did that when she came with this accusatory thing. I asked her calmly, well, what is it that you would like to have happen uh, differently? And then that led into a conversation as opposed to throwing arrows. Mm -hmm. And so just asking a question opened the door to a conversation, and it was a calm conversation that actually productive, and I've done that several times since then, and we now have a much better relationship. And I'm no longer fearful of her phone calls. (laughs) <laughs> good. That's good. Well, you know, and I would think also that if, if that question, the, the focus of that question would be the individual kind of recognizing them, I guess, in a way. Um, yeah. And allowing, giving them an opportunity to talk about themselves or whatever it is that, you know, that they feel is important enough to get your attention. Yes, that's so true. And yet, they might still do the behavior pattern that causes the discomfort Mm -hmm. within you. So, for example, my sister is good at the blaming, the arrow blaming thing. (laughs) That's her main Mm -hmm. strategy for when things don't go well and she wants it her way. That's her main strategy. So the other thing I kind of visualized for myself, which was helpful, was just that the arrows, I had like a shield in front of me, and the arrows just bounced off the shield. 
And then I could ask questions and I could hear a response, but the zingy arrows just bounced off. And that was another helpful visualization that came to me in my intuitive quiet, you know, time to say, how can I transform my own judgmental energy and response? How can I transform that? Yeah. Um, I'm going to want to talk about the wave makers, the community you have before we close, but I have just one kind of one question, one, one particular area. Um, when, when I was reading up um, on your website, you know, on about what you offer, you talk about uh, some common struggles people have and blame. We talked about blame. Um, one of them was complaining. Um, and it's because, because I, I don't know, I, I've just seen, <laughs> it just seems to me that, um, I've been paying a lot of attention to it. There seems a whole lot of complaining going on. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I walk every day. I walk a couple miles of my little nature walk every morning. That's my little zen moment. And generally, it's like, you know, hey, hi. And, um, but lately, it's been not even high. It's like, what's wrong with this or that? And um, So can you talk about um, the energy of complaining, you know, both, um, for self and then impact in that way, the field. Yes. Well, you can start us off in that conversation. Like when you run into that person, you're out for your walk and you run into somebody and they start to complain, what happens to your energy? What do you notice within yourself when, you, when you're with somebody and all of a sudden they start to complain to you? What feelings happen inside yourself? Yeah, it, it, for me, it, it's... Um, it's, it's an energy I don't want based. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, um, so, so it anyway, doesn't feel it, good. So, so you kind of automatically feel yucky. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, 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 yeah. it's certainly an attempt to make me feel that or to, to have me feel that way. You know, the, um, I try and bounce back or hold that back if I can. Yes, and so it's interesting that when somebody complains to you, then they're mm -hmm. trying to have you fix it, right? So they've got their focus on you because, you know, they're hoping that either you have a magic solution or you can fix it or you agree and you come up with a solution together. So your focus is on outside of you. It's external. Mm -hmm. So when you're complaining, you, you have shifted your power and given away your power to uh, hope and wish that somebody else would do something differently, so your complaint mm. is always in a wish that somebody else does something differently, which we all know you can't control. <laughs> you cannot control what somebody else says or does or the decisions that groups of people can make. You, of course, can influence people, and maybe that's what yours is to do. You could influence groups of people. Maybe that's what yours is to do. But what you want to do instead of complaining is ask yourself this question. Is it important enough to me to do something about this, to take some action on this? So you're reclaiming your power. You're bringing it back inside of yourself by asking yourself, do I want to spend my time and energy on making this better? If the answer is yes to that, then take that into your quiet time every day with your purposeful intention every day. Listen to your guidance on what is yours to do. Most of the time, you will find out that it is just a habit 
a bad habit to mm-hmm. uh, pay attention to all the things that you don't like, and you are giving away your power by focusing your energy outside of yourself instead of claiming your power to focus on that which you want for yourself in your life. Great. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, That's um, some wonderful um, insight and perspective. Um, So you have an online community called The Wavemakers. Um, Can you tell us about that? Yes, The Wavemakers is my gift to all of your listeners, to everybody. It's free material in which I desire to give you resources to help you on your journey for happiness and fulfillment in your life, for creating in your life what you want for yourself. So I have podcasts on there. You'll get a monthly email. You'll get some how-to guides, and it's all free. So just go to my website of melaniedean.com, and you'll see the Wavemakers, and you can sign up, and it's completely free, and I desire to support you on your journey. And um, so that's just my gift to help you with that. Well, thank you very much. I, I, I noticed that, um, and that sounds like a wonderful resource. So, well, Dr. D, thank you for your time today. I really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you, Robert, and thank you for having me on your show, and thank you all who are listening. You're very welcome. Again, everyone, today my special guest has been Dr. Melanie Dean. We've been talking about her new book, The Hidden Power of Emotions, How to Activate Your Energy Field and Transform Your Life. Um, Again, as she mentioned, you can visit her website, www.melaniedean.com. And everyone, I want to thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. And until we meet again, thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Remember, our show is available as a free podcast from Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. To follow our show, visit our homepage at byteradio.me and select the platform you use most. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Byte Radio Me. Until we meet again, remember to be a bright light by bringing inspiration to your world and to the lives of those you touch.